Ross Ness, and with me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother bride, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How's it going, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Well, we are coming off a thrilling and I would say confusing Thursday night game. The Packers win a big upset. They pull it off 24-21. The under hits in spectacular fashion. My God, it actually went over. Aaron Jones was in the end zone. They took it back. There was a weird false start. Very un-Aaron Rodgers-like. Takes a false start, then an incomplete on fourth down at the one. And then they go all the way down the field. A.J. Green forgot he was on the field. And he lets a Kyler Murray pass fly by him and a pick by Rasul Douglas seals the game 24-21. And now Murray is banged up. He had a, a week 17 look on him, really, right? Like let the season end already. But Parley Kid, Packers plus six and a half. Good job by you. Yeah, so you can't give Rodgers those type of points, Sal. I said it yesterday. Can't do it. Also gave out the fact that they were 6-0 and coming into the game without Devontae Adams. They seem to find a way to win. Said the running game would be strong, which it was. And it all happened. And uh, still, Cardinals had a chance to win it at the yeah. end. And uh, just came up a uh, confusing play. Don't really understand what happened. If Green looked like he thought it was a running play and was just looking to block a guy. Ball comes yeah. his way. Picked off. Um, not even sure. Rogers seemed to not even know when he was talking uh, about his D-back at the end of the game what the guy's name was. Uh, yeah, he said that, he picked uh, him up off that the was very, That was strange <laughs> in itself. But uh, good job by the Packers. What a nice win for them. You can't give, you can't go against Rodgers getting six and a half points. No way. I thought you had a chance when he didn't hit the Hail Mary before half. I'm like, oh, that's not like him. This game's over, even though they're winning. <laughs> Somehow an underdog going into the second half. But Harry uh, Rodgers, he really does. Just does his thing. Doesn't matter who he's throwing to. Paulie Kid, you said it. He makes the receivers. And today he made Jawan Winfrey and Equinemius St. Brown uh, were two guys who, who flourished in that pack. I mean, it's really like take three mm. steps, turn around, that ball will be right in your chest. That's it. That's a, right? Yeah, it looks out. Uh, I mean, Jawan Winfrey, uh, four receptions just off the practice squad because they were down three receivers. Uh, 150 yards on the ground. Uh, a great job by the Packers. And Rodgers wasn't pretty. 184 yards. But still, somehow they managed to pull it off. And that sucks for my Minnesota for the North bet. God damn it. Oh, you're always thinking about yourself there, <laughs> Harry. Our brother, Bly, I, I, what about Kyla Murray limping off the field there? He went from, with that last play, he completes that pass for a touchdown. Probably tops in MVP odds. I know he had two intercepts. Well, he would have had one and one if uh, that's caught for a touchdown. And they walk off victorious. And now, who knows, out for the, I, I don't know. He just didn't look like he had it anyway in him. Yeah, no, he uh, he looked he was playing well in that second half. You know, he was making a lot of plays. I mean, yeah, but that second pick from him is really. Uh, I mean, again, it really wasn't his fault there. But uh, yeah, who knows with the injury? I mean, that's a you know we talked about uh, best records and and the Cardinals you know being up there. But now, geez, if Murray's not playing, this team could uh, take a big slide in that NFC West for sure. Yeah. For sure. But, you know, and, he was like, you know, he went over to talk to Rogers after the game. So I would think if it was really serious, uh, he would have been out of there quicker. He'll probably be OK. One of the uh, fat idiot fan things I do is like I'm on the couch eating burnt popcorn with way too much butter on it. And I'm, you know, why doesn't he run every time? But it really does seem they even give you a first down when you don't have a first down. That's how easy it is yeah. for Murray 
to run, and usually it's nine yards at a clip, but uh, it took its toll for him at the end. All right, that was Thursday night. Exciting ending, weird game. Uh, let's take a look at some of the other matchups in week eight. Nine games to preview, five pro guys that get paid, and then four college for the guys who also get paid, but not as much thanks to the uh, NIL deal. Let's start it off. Titans, Colts, one and a half. The Colts are home. The Titans are favored by one and a half. Uh, man, this is a tough one because I don't want to root for the Titans. And they've been really hot. They, uh, if they were ever going to lose a game, it would be on a short week against the Chiefs when they had D-backs down all over the place, injuries. They didn't. They went out there and they whipped them. It was perplexing. It's, it's the conversation right now. Are the Chiefs done? That is what every sports show is leading with, and it's because of the Titans. And now they go to the Colts. And by the way, Parley Kidd, I don't know, you know, the, you love the Titans coach and everything, but did he do any favors for Derrick Henry in a, in a game they were crushing? Henry still had 29 carries. Does he have to have that many carries? I'm not yeah, sure that's I, the yeah, case. That's a great, that's a great point. Um, yeah, Henry, even on his last carry, from what I remember, he got like, he lost a couple yards and he seemed pissed. I don't know yeah. if he was pissed because... Uh, he going was, for some milestones? What was he like doing? A, a total he had to go over or he yeah. was just pissed that Somebody stopped blocking for him, but he didn't look happy. Maybe he wasn't happy that he was in there at that point. And I was thinking the same thing. Like, why is Henry still in this game right now? Yeah. Didn't stupid. make sense. More even so than uh, than Tannehill. But all right. So the Titans started off one and a half point favorite. Colts are now favored by one and a half. The home team is a division battle. This is really the last chance for the Colts to win the division. As we previewed yesterday, there's still a path for them to make the playoffs, get the sixth or the seventh seed. But uh, a couple games behind, you need to beat the Titans, who they already lost to. They're one and a half point favorite. Fifty-one is the over/under. Parley kid, you're on the Colts. I'm on the Colts. Give me your reasoning. Yes, yeah, so I'm on the Colts here. Aren't I just? You know, we talk about letdown games, right? Uh, one, the Colts have to have this game more than the Titans have to have this game. So that's factor number one. Two, the Tennessee's had almost too many emotional wins over the last few weeks. To sustain it now, uh, this week against a pretty good Colts team, that rec their record really doesn't indicate how well they've been playing. They're three and one in the last four, with their one loss being what seemed like it was going to be a win against Should've the Ravens. Should have held until, on, yep. right? Until Jackson just played at a uh, you know an all worldly uh, uh, level at that point. So I just think the Colts create turnovers. Uh, as Harry has mentioned on a previous podcast, Tannehill, you know, I think he's thrown five interceptions. He's fumbled the ball three or four times this year, leading to turnovers. And what the Colts do better than anybody else in five games against the Colts, A.J. Brown averages 38 yards receiving a game against mm. them. They, see, they, they know how to shut him down. They're going to make life difficult on Tannehill. They'll stack the box. To stop Henry, their offense will do enough. Pittman's emerging. And Taylor, man, is he one of the top next to Henry? He might be one of the best. He might be the second, third, fourth best running back in the league right now. And they still don't really overload him with carries either. Yeah. But he's catching the ball out of the backfield. As you know, Sal, you've won money on that. Right. Taylor's been fantastic. 
Hilton may be in the lineup again this week, which only just helps everybody else. Wentz is playing some solid football. Colts need it. Titans let down. Colts win this game outright, Sal. There you go. I like it too. Yeah, you referenced uh, Jonathan Taylor. I had him a couple weeks ago to be the leading rusher at 16 to 1. That hit. He's been good. They've been good. I don't know why I'm rooting for this team. I think they're solid. Better, like you said, better than the record indicates. I'm taking the Colts. They're also four and one against the spread in their last five against a team with a winning record. I say Colts 28 20. They actually beat. I mean, like you said, they have to have a letdown game in them somewhere, these Titans. And I think it comes on Sunday. Now, Browns minus three and a half against the Steelers, 42 and a half. Brother Bry, this is tough. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers plus the points. I don't know what's going on with the Browns. I don't know. Mayfield, it doesn't look like he should start, right? And I was talking to Damashek about this, and he, he's like, oh, I'd rather see. Uh, Mayfield and Case Keenum. And I have a theory um, with which quarterback you should root for your opponent to start. The guy who holds his helmet to listen to the play coming in from the coordinator and squeezes it like he's trying to crush a watermelon. That guy is not confident in his abilities. And that's Case Keenum. And that's what we saw last week. And then I think Case Keenum has a couple of mistakes in him. Steelers 11 and four against the spread as a road dog. Talk about a team that needs it. To stay in there. All right, I guess they both do, but I'm taking the Steelers in an unlikely role here as an underdog, plus the points. Which way are you going? Yeah, I, I like that, Sal. I do like the the Steelers getting the points, but I also like yeah, I do like the Steelers Browns uh under 42 and a half. Look, you you said it. We don't know the status yet of Mayfield, but even if he does play, I think this is a defensive battle. The Browns have struggled against the great offenses, right? Um you know, I've been good against the bad ones. This just seems like it's going to be a ball control type of game. A lot of running, short passes. The clock keeps moving. I think this is a like a 21-17 type of game. But I, I do hear you, though. Because, uh, I don't know, what's the most Cleveland? If, if Keenum's playing, what's the most of, I don't know, what's the most yeah. of Brown score? 20? Right. Uh, I don't know. He's got, he's not mistake proof. Like everyone's like, Hey, this guy made the NFC championship game. Do you remember he was one in seven with the Washington team? Like he did a serviceable enough job. He knocked me off of my 11 game streak. That's all I think he wanted to do. You know, he doesn't care about these games and where they end up in the the season, but he beat uh, my 11 game winning streak on Fox Thursday night (laughs) football. uh, I think he's got some mistakes in him. Yeah. He screwed up the Washington season a couple of years ago. So like that, that's the case kingdom I'm waiting for. That's the one I think we see for sure. But you're going under. Yeah, I'm going under. But uh, I do like I, I do like it. I, I kind of want to play a little bit differently here. But um, yeah, I, I think you're doing the smart thing. I, I think you you went against the Browns last week. I think you stick <laughs> you stick with going against the Browns because you you know what happens right. when you flip flop the following week. That's usually when you get screwed out of. That's both right. Yep. That's right. All right, twenty one sixteen final. I think the Steelers win, and that uh, that works for both of us. Yep. Since you're going under. Hey, FanDuel, they're not going under. They are thriving, and they want you to get the most out of every NFL game. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same game parlay, three legs or more, and if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. All right, let's do a same game parlay for this uh, Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. Uh, Bri, I will take Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Let's go under 42 and a half, right? Yep. And now we need another leg here, Harry. Harry, you have a leg to uh, lend us? 
Sure. How about under 12 and a half in the second quarter? All right. You see, now you would think that would be stacking because Bryce taking the under and you're taking yeah. under in the second quarter. No, you could do it. FanDuel allows you to do it. That three-leg parlay, same-game parlay, pays plus 440. God bless. That's pretty good. Fast payouts in as little as two hours. Easy to use, safe, and secure. America's number one sports book. Same-game parlay bets. That's fun. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet if you prefer that. Just sign up with promo code against all odds. And if your first bet loses, get up to a grand back in site credit. That's promo code against all odds. Fandle live in Connecticut. So get up there, Connecticut. Join. Easy to use, easy to navigate, safe, secure, and legal. And when you win, you get your winnings in as little as two hours. Yes. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan, Tennessee Redlines, 1-800-889-9789. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. That's fanduel.com, promo code, Against all odds. All right, let's do a few more games here. Chargers and Patriots. The line was five and a half. It's now four and a half. Chargers favored by four and a half. The over-under is 48 and a half. I don't know. You know, it bugs me that the Chargers run defense isn't great. Yep. It bugs me that there's a, a zillion mass holes in attendance at this game. It's going to be ridiculous. I think the Chargers are better. And I still think the Patriots might not be that good, Parley Kid. They didn't put up much offense against the Cowboys. Um, you know, they, they were really outgained by 300 yards. You take that born catch away, maybe even more, I think. Or just the same, it was 230 yards if you count it. Mac Jones, difficult matchup against the Chargers. Defense ranked fourth in passing yards per game. So don't expect him to light it up. They may be able to run on him, but ultimately, I think the Chargers are better. They're going to put up a lot more offense. I think Herbert has one of his better games here. Patriots two and five against the spread in the last seven road games. And the Bolts are eight and two against the number in the last 10. Like I said, Herbert busts out. You agree with me? And now it's lower, four and a half. Yeah, four and a half, Sal. You got to like the Chargers here. I'm going to be coming back with them later, too, uh, with one of my picks. Uh, like I said, I think Herbert lights it up here. The uh, Patriots secondary has struggled against some the better uh, quarterbacks in the league. Herbert is certainly one of those. Uh, you know, the Chargers are coming off a bye week in which the uh, previous game, they got waxed by the Ravens. So they're a little angry too here, Sal. Uh, New mm -hmm. England going east to west is never easy for any of these teams. The Chargers have just too much talent on offense. They are the better team here, Sal. Four and a half points, I'll take it. I, 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 I like it here. That number coming down, that's just better for, for us. I think they yep. stymie Mac Jones. They make life difficult for him. Pats, you can run the you can run the ball on this team, but eventually you got to put up points against this Chargers team. They're going to put up a lot of points against this Patriots defense. Running the ball and dinking and dunking by Mac Jones is just not going to be enough. Chargers cover this four and a half points now. All right, you know what? I hope it happens because the only thing worse than Patriots fans are LA Patriots fans. There's be a lot. <laughs> In attendance, and I hope oh, they go yeah. back sad, drunk and sad. That's how all it's going to be. All, all, right, the, all your pals going to that game, Sal? Yeah, I think they're all accounted for. Pretty <laughs> oh, much all. Right. Nephew Kyle, I got all of them. Uh, Bucks 
five and a half point favorite, 49 and a half is the over under at the Saints. Harry, I think you like the Bucks. I like this. I don't know why. I, I went crazy about how the Bucks light up bad teams. I don't think the Saints are a, are a bad team, although they didn't play great Monday night after I thought they had the Seahawks figured out. I thought it was going to be an explosion in the second half, and nobody scored. It was like three points scored in the second half. It was disgusting to watch. Um, I think Jameis keeps this close. Saints 7-3 and three against the spread in the last 10 versus the NFC South. 11-5 and five against the spread in the last 16 overall. I don't know that they get Thomas back. We just never know until the Sunday he actually comes back, right? But there's talk of it. Um, just the same. Uh, Kamara's in sync with Jameis. Definitely catching that ball out of the backfield. That could hurt. Um, that could hurt the Bucks' older linebackers here in this case. I like the Saints to keep this close. I like it as a 24-21 game. Probably don't win, but I like it close. I think it's too many points in New Orleans. You're going the other way. Yeah, revenge games usually work pretty good in Brady's favor. We saw that last week uh, as they rolled the Bears. They lost them the week uh, the year before. Uh, Tampa Bay and Brady just uh, lost to T- New Orleans twice last year. And so I think this is going to be a revenge game for Tampa Bay. A uh, short week for the Saints after playing in the rain in Seattle. Uh, Brady and the Bucks teach Winston a lesson. Remember, Winston used to be with the Bucks too the year before that too. So I think it's just Tampa Bay. I don't, yeah, Sal. I don't think it's a big win here, but it's laying five on the road. I think Tampa gets it done. I think they win by a little bit more than a field, um, a little more than a touchdown, and they get the cover. All right, let's do it. The Cowboys now a two and a half point underdog to the Vikings. Fifty three and a half is the over under. This is our better edge game. The Cowboys were a two and a half point favorite. Oh, when I get that text from Parlay Kid, and he says. He says, something's up here. This line is swung four points, five points. I think Dak is out. And then all the all of the messages come in. Dak is out. Dak is out. Well, we don't know for sure Dak is out, but the number certainly seems like he is. Cowboys, two and a half point underdog, 53 and a half. My better edge goes to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm taking the points, Parley kid. Cooper Rush, Halloween night is going to get freaky. Not like he's coming in at halftime. He's going to get a couple of days, reps with the first team, and we might even see Dak. Parlay kid, come on, back us up. Where's your better edge? My better edge goes to the Dallas Cowboys. South Prescott plays. This is a steal. If not, Cooper Rush will be serviceable with all the weapons he has anyway. Thunder and Lightning, a.k.a. Zeke and Pollard, will be on full display while the defense forces Cousins into a few crucial turnovers. Take the Cowboys and the two and a half points here, Sal. Brother Brian, I know you liked the over earlier in the week when it was 55 and a half. What do you like now? 53 yeah, and a half. Yeah, my better edge is still uh, on the Cowboys-Vikings over 53 and a half. There have been 60 or more points scored in five of the six Cowboys games. The Cowboys defense, though, they make a lot of big plays, but they still give up a ton of yards and big plays. I think both teams are going to score plenty, so I'm, get, I'm still taking the over 53 and a half here. Harry, this is a good spot to take your beloved Vikings. Well, it is, but I do like the over. I'm going to side with Brian. My better edge is the over in the game, too. I don't care who plays quarterback. Both teams have plenty of playmakers in this game. And H-Dog, H-Dog says, with players like Cousins, Cook, Cooper, and Zeke, if you take the under, your bet instantly looks pretty, pretty, pretty bleak. Good Lord. I don't know where that's coming from. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, Parley Kid, just a few more words on this. I think... I want to see them run it up and win every game. 
right? Every Cowboy fan wants to see that. We haven't seen that in years. But if it's a matter of him not being ready, we're in the NFC East. We have five wins. We have two or three more. We're going to win that division, and we're going to get a seed between three and four. And what's the difference anyway, right? Unless it comes down to home. Yeah, well, look, the only, the only, probably yeah. the only thing that would become a difference is if you're fighting for that one seed, which, mm-hmm. you know, they win this game, they they could be really right in that running right now. But uh, big picture, Sal, win the division, find a way to get as high a seed as possible, but you got to make sure Dak is healthy, so... If there's any chance of him aggravating this and have to go out for three or four games, you sit him. Yeah. You have enough talent to still win this game. Um, I, I wish they had a little bit better backup than Cooper Rush. Yeah, how did I this think, happen? Again, <laughs> hey, look, they run. They they can run the heck out of the ball. And look, if if Rush, he can throw the ball. They got tons of weapons. They'll make something happen. Kellen Moore's been great. He'll come up with something for Cooper Rush to win this game. I almost think like, you know, if you were worried about if that was the goal to get the one seed, and of course it is for every team, but you got the Bucks who are going to get 13, 14, 15 wins somewhere in there. You have the Rams probably, you know, I don't know about the Cardinals anymore. Now the Packers are, they were, and they're still in the mix. Now you're like, ah, it's really going to be tough to get the one seed anyway. We don't want a hobbling quarterback to uh, lead the way, right? So maybe rest them. Maybe it's the better thing to do. That just brought to you by Better Edge, bringing the edge back to the betters. With no fee sports betting at betteredge.com, you, not the books, set the price of betting lines so you can make bank with no VIG or sports book fees. Better Edge is available in 45 states for real money sports betting positions. This week, Better Edge is bringing back the free pick'em contest with Against All Odds. The winner will receive a free copy of Madden 22. Enter for week eight at betteredge.com slash AAO. Create an account and use code AAO for $10 on your first order. Play the game without getting played at better edge. All right. College football. You know, I forgot to check and I'm glad I did because I've just been awful in college. We make fun of Harry. I don't know. I might be hit like at eight or 9% this year in college, these games that we give out. I don't know why I'm here. Mikey meatball sees I'm doing research for like an hour, hour and a half on these college games. What am I knocking myself out for? I just yeah. picked the winning, uh, the losing side every time. Uh, Michigan, Michigan state, three and a half and 50. This was four and a half, uh, as of this morning. And it's gone down to three and a half first top 10 meeting for Paul Bunyan trophy since 1964. Pretty good. Michigan, Michigan state are of two of the nine remaining undefeated FBS teams this season. Harry, I'm going to give you 20 seconds and $20. If you could name the other seven undefeated teams, go Cincinnati. Um, Georgia. You're cooked. You're done. 10 seconds. Wow. I thought you watched college football. You might be worse than me. Uh, Really? You don't know? Oklahoma. Uh, they don't count. Wake Forest, SMU, San Diego state, UTSA, UTSA. UTSA is the top 25. Yeah. Those are the nine. Michigan State's won nine of its last 13 against Michigan. Uh, yeah, against top 10 opponents, Michigan, Harbaugh, 0-12, last 12 games, 20 points for, 38 against. Best sack differential in the Big Ten this season is Michigan State, plus 16 tied with Ohio State. Their offense has allowed 10 sacks. The defense has 26 sacks. This Peyton Thorne, not bad. 
257 yards per game, seven touchdowns, four turnovers, seven, uh, 17 touchdowns. Sorry, that's the second most passing touchdowns in the Big Ten. Kenneth Walker Jr. leads the FBS with 142 rushing yards a game. I think it's going to be enough. I think too many people are leaning on Michigan and believing in this team and believing in Harbaugh, and they shouldn't because Michigan State, this isn't the Lewerke day. What was that guy's name? The first name? Was it Tyler Lewerke? What was his name? Taylor. It was the Michigan Bro- State. Taylor, Taylor Lewerke. Lewerke. Yeah. We'd always bet him and lose. 26-24, Michigan State wins, Harry. Wow. Well, I'm going to go under the 50. I'm going to go under the 50. Both teams have fantastic running games. Michigan has 1,800 yards on the ground this year. Uh, keep that clock running here. And you mentioned Kenny Walker of Michigan State. Uh, second in the nation in rushing overall behind Syracuse's Sean Tucker. Just had to throw that in. Wolverines are second in the country in points allowed at 14. And Michigan State has given up 21 or less in six of their seven games. Uh, battle between the trenches here between these two rivals. I'm going to go under 50. All right. Wisconsin home for Iowa. Wisconsin somehow favored by three and a half. The over under, talking about a low one, 36 and a half. I'm not doing it. I'm not falling for the Wisconsin fishy line like I did with Notre Dame, like I do every week with them. I know it's a low over under. It's a low number in general. Iowa, you know, they had the big win a couple weeks ago, then laid an egg at home. They've won five straight road games. So I get it. This Ches Malusi is a good runner for Wisconsin. He's keeping them in these games because Graham Mertz, parlay kid, is still somehow this team's quarterback. Uh, Yeah. Completing 56%. 945 yards, two touchdowns, seven interceptions. And meanwhile, the Hawkeyes defense leads the nation with 16, 16 picks. Now, Spencer Petras is is not great either. Nine touchdowns, six interceptions. Yeah. But I'm taking the points there. Badgers one and four against the number last five home. Hawkeyes five and oh against the spread in the last five road games. 17, 14, take the under, take the Hawkeyes. Yes, Sal, I'm I'm with you on this, and I think that I think the reason you get the spread like this is because maybe because in uh, Iowa's last game, Purdue beat them up, right? That was kind of yeah. surprising, and then last week, Wisconsin beats Purdue up, but that's been the kind of season it's been, right? right? So to me, this is just a bounce back week for Iowa. Wisconsin now this week really kind of regresses back to their norm, and. They struggle. I don't think you can beat Iowa, Sal, by running the ball. I just don't think you're – you can't really beat them by just pounding an Iowa defense. They give up less than 15 points a game, Sal, um, and you're not going to – you know, they'll score enough um, to to cover this spread, and I'd probably win outright in my mind uh, in this game. Wisconsin is 3-8 and eight in their last 11 against the spread. Not very good. I was the better team. They've been the better team all year, except for one blip in, uh, on, on the radar there against Purdue a couple weeks ago. Now, they've, they're coming off an off week, Iowa. They're going to bounce back here, Sal, and get this game against Wisconsin. All right. Go to, uh, what is this, the cocktail party? The big, biggest cocktail party? Is that what they call this? Georgia, 14 and a half, 50 and a half against Florida. Neutral field here. I'm going Georgia. I know it's a giant number. Pretty pretty good rivalry, but Bulldogs five and two against spread last seven conference games and last seven overall. They're five and two against the spread. Florida three and seven against the number in the last ten neutral sites. Georgia ranks second in passing defense and rushing defense. 
Quarterback's not hmm. bad. Stetson ben- Bennett does the job. 70%, almost yep. 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns, couple of picks. Their ground game is averaging 193 yards. Uh, Zamir White has seven touchdowns, 400 yards. They haven't turned the ball over in three games. And Florida's offense has 13 turnovers and a bunch lately. And uh, we saw it against LSU. They couldn't do anything. Kirby Smart's team takes it 33-13. Harry, you're going the other way. Yeah, I don't love it. It's, it's tough going against Georgia, but I'm going to take the 14 in the hook. Uh, Georgia hasn't really been rolling it up against teams lately. Uh, scored in the 30s the last three games. Gators, three losses, but by just a combined total of 16 points. The Gators, fourth in the nation in rushing. They get 6.3 yards a carry. I think they keep it close with their ground game. I'll take the 14 and a half. All right. Ohio State, Penn State. This opened at 12 and a half. Ohio State was fair. I guess it, when I say open, I don't know. It might have been before they played last Saturday. Jumped up to 18 and a half. And I could easily hate bet against Penn State here after they subjected me to the, the, most, the most miserable game, brother, Bri, I've witnessed and bet on in a long, long time. It was the longest game in history, and it seems twice as long when you bet on it. James Franklin one and six against the Buckeyes and has never won at the horseshoe. They're going to lose the game, but they're six and two against the spread in their last eight conference games, eight and three against the spread in the last 11. (laughs) I don't know why I'm doing this. CJ Stroud has four touchdowns last week. It seems every game he has three, four touchdowns. They put up 59, 52, 66 and 54 in their last four games. But Sean Clifford, who's been miserable to watch, but mostly because he's been injured. He says he feels good for this. He's an Ohio native. He's going to be able to run, which we didn't see last week against Illinois for 57 quarters. But like I said, the Ohio native comes through for his friends and family and loses by 15 points, 42, <laughs> 27. Brother Bry, which way? You, you, you think this is easy money? Yeah, I like the over. Uh, is it mm. still 60 and a half? Yeah, 16 and a half. Yep. Yeah, I like the over there. Uh, I mean, I I would maybe lean. I know what you're saying. Penn State always seems to play them tough, but I would maybe lean Ohio State right now. Um, but I don't know. But the Ohio State offense right now is clicking. It's probably the best offense in, in college football. Their receivers are great. They have a lot, just a ton of ton of weapons out, out there on the field. You know, you, you had said it's up. They're averaging 58 points per game over their last four. They've scored 40 in every game, but that Oregon game. Uh, looks like Clifford's going to play. So I, I'm going to assume that Penn State's going to be able to put up some points here on Ohio State's defense that has played better but still hasn't necessarily been challenging. They still could be a little bit weak. So I do love the over 60 and a half. If we weren't covering this game, this probably would have been uh, one of one of the games I would have looked at for Sharp Tank. Oh, all right. Well, let's get right to it. Sharp Tank. And by the way, Harry, why don't you sit this one out, too? That'll be <laughs> it. A week of sharp tank. That, that's a decent enough punishment. I got, right? a, I got a good one tonight. I know. You're going to bet against the Cowboys. You're going to pick against the Cowboys. It's not like I'm going to go along with you. <laughs> All right. But Vikings over points? Is that what you're doing? I do. I do like the Vikings over 27 and a half points, minus 104. Cousins is averaging over 300 yards. I know. Thielen I was just saying, that's what you would have picked, but you're, you don't well, get a pick here. So that's all right. That, uh, you got to also on. remember, though, Dallas games here. I do. Away the NFC East. Uh, they give up 31 to Tampa, 28 to Carolina, 29 to the Patriots, and 17 to the Chargers. But 17 to the Chargers, where the Chargers got two touchdowns taken away. 
So All I'm right. taking the Vikings over 27 after Captain Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook, who's healthy, get it done and get at least 28 against Dallas. Good luck. Overrated defense. Good luck with that. And that defense, you don't get credit for uh, pick sixes for Kirk Cousins. Stefan Diggs is going to go nuts there. All right, Parley Kid, jump in there. I have a feeling I'm going to like this better than what Harry just said. Harry just plows through his suspensions. It's unbelievable. <laughs> go ahead, Parley Kid. What's yours? Okay, well, so I'm sticking. So we, I kind of hinted before. With my pick, um, taking uh, taking a two team tease here, Sal Chargers, who are now that line's down to four and a half. Uh-huh. Boy, oh boy, uh, they're getting a point and a half now on this two team teaser. So I'm taking the Chargers over the Pats for reasons I already stated, and I'm taking the Bucks over the Saints. I know they struggled some here in the past before, but that was a breeze led team. Not a Winston-led team. Uh, the Bucs have just been, they've just been too good. So I can't, I, I just don't see there's a let-up here in this game. I know the Saints' defense has been pretty tough. Shorter week for the Saints as well. Well, slightly shorter, I guess. Not much shorter, but shorter nonetheless. Bucks are just a better team. They just got to win the game. That's all they got to do here because that you get, they're basically getting a half point. Win the game. Bucks, Chargers, two team teasers, Sal. All right, man, I would normally like that. I don't know why I don't trust the buy. I love them, and I said they're going to have the most wins and all that, and this would definitely be a game that they should win. I didn't count on them losing when I bet them at 4-1 to one to have the, uh, the best record in the league. We went over that yesterday. Uh, all right, let's see what Bry has to offer. That's a good uh, – the two road yeah. teams, though, Parley Kid, that's the only thing I don't, I don't love. Uh, I know Chargers are technically home, but they're on the road. Well, uh, you, shouldn't right. love mine. you shouldn't love mine either because my sharp pants are – Oh, come on. I can't go with Harry's. What, no, what no, no. I'm going with one that you guys already covered, though. Yeah. Uh, we, we, <laughs> you could. It's funny. I was looking at the Cowboys. I know we touched on that, that a few times. I, 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 do, I don't know. I kind of like the Cowboys. But um, I do like the Colts. Um, and I would take the Colts to your money line. I know it's minus one and a half. You don't have to lay much mm-hmm. more for the, for the money line. But I do like, I just love the way the Colts are playing. And again, this was a team that I didn't. I didn't think it was going to do well early in the year. You know, they've covered four straight. Uh, they're five and two against the spread. Um, you know, just I thought they've looked really good against San Francisco and Baltimore. Uh, Tennessee, I just feel like is is due for a little bit of a letdown after back to back games where they look they look phenomenal, right? In the in the Buffalo game and the mm-hmm. in the KC game, I do think there's a little bit of a letdown here. Um, so yeah, I I, I think. I think they'll slow down Henry just enough. I think they'll force a turnover or two from Tannehill, and I think they win this one. Although you can tell me this is probably close, so why even do it as a sharp tank? But uh, I don't no, know. no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, you got Brian, me sold. Brian Pittman's been great too. Yeah, Pittman's good too. Yeah, good. You know what, Harry? With that little addition, you sold me. I was going to go with yours, <laughs> but no, Pittman's been great. You weren't taking the Vikings, so whatever. I was not. You're right. All right, Brian, I'm going with you. Leaning on you and the Colts. Please, God, if there's a God. Beat those Titans. Uh, Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. That's where you could email us. You know what, Harry? B- because you um, you bulldozed your um, suspension and gave us a sharp tank, even though I, I forbade you from that. We're going to read some um, Harry fat hockey names now from some Jim Robinson. Lovely. Lovely. Jim Robinson go. writes, hey, Sal, huge fan of the podcast. couple more fat hockey names for you. Uh, Harry is Marcel Dijon. That's good. Tom, Tom Hollandaise. Uh, Daniel Alfredo son, <laughs> Matt Sunday, 
Patrick Cake. What am I missing there? Oh what is that from? Gosh. Is that Patrick Cake? Okay. David Baby Bacchus Ribs. <laughs> thanks for the great thanks for the great content. Keep it up. Uh let me see. I think there's another one there. Those are pretty good, Harry. You don't like that? That's pretty good. Okay. Um Okay. I might have read this already from Alex Hill. Hey, Cousin Sal, love the podcast. I'm from Atlanta, so congrats to Harry for outliving the Thrashers. Um, in honor of former Thrashers' number one pick, I would like to offer Patrick Stefan Du. Stefan Du. Fondu as a name for Harry. There you go. That's pretty good, Harry. Come I like on. it. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, Adam Kowalski says, Dougie, Honey Baked, Hamilton, Brady, Kachuk Roast, uh, Derek Men's Support, Brazard. <laughs> Uh, Kevin took a Shattenkirk. I don't even know somebody said. Brent Burns. Brent Burns when I pee. Uh, <laughs> Tony D'Angelo pudding pops. It's like Jello pudding pops. Um, there you go. I like it. There you go. Nice job. Thank you for the commission. Good Sal. Job, Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Baby face. Good job, all you jerks. Good job, all you jerks. Come on, Harry. Don't be rude to our listeners. How dare you? Maybe Great you job. Like those? Amazing yeah. job by the fans. Those are a, amazing job as always. And I, I like that Harry stumbled into a new character today. Curb is back. I think we have Harry David. Oh, Harry <laughs> David. Nice. Yeah. All right. We could do we that. Might, we good. might have to get him some glasses and uh, have a new character. We may have to get him some glasses, oh, something. Man. Turn around. Yeah, let, we'll, we'll have uh, Harry grow his hair out. We're, we're all set. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, you guys had a party. You didn't even invite me. You invite David Weinstein. Uh oh. I, I wouldn't have gone up at the airport. Yeah, you pick him up. He's a friend nice. of mine. You guys invite him. Uh, he had a great time, but uh, it's fine. I wouldn't have gone. But what was it? I know. Uh, just a very casual uh, Halloween party a week early from uh, Halloween, obviously, um, at, at Ken's house. It was a nice time. It was a nice time. The one tidbit I got from it is that um, when dinner was served, there was um, salad dressing on the table and you neglected to um, remind everyone that it was weed salad dressing when you already dressed the salad, like you, you poured it all over. Yeah, well, I didn't pour it all over, but it was there for the taking. And uh, one of Ken's lawyers, his wife, uh, had a plenty of salad on her plate, a lovely woman, and poured plenty of salad dressing on there. And then the lovely. word got around. That uh, after she took a bite or two, that there was plenty of uh, it was a hundred milligram weed dressing, salad dressing, and I had to take the plate away from her before uh, anything really wacky happened. Oh, you had to take it away from her. She was she was well, I, she was diving in after that announcement. She was, <laughs> you had to take it away. Well, are these animals or are these real people? Well, I just I just wanted to make sure that like after she found out, she's never had it before, obviously. So I had to uh, make Good. sure that she didn't eat it. Yeah, but we Harry. did have a but we did have I did have spaghetti uh, for everybody there where it had a hundred milligram um, uh, spaghetti sauce on the spaghetti. Too. What the hell Delicious. is this? What is this? What is going on? Here? They sell it here in Arizona in the weed store. Babyface, Joel wow. Solomon, what, what do you think of all this? I mean, it's one way to get Harry to eat a salad. That's I guess. true. I think it's the only way. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we going to Phoenix. Harry's trying to get me to go to Phoenix. I'm, I, I need, I need you Just to come, you idiots. Just come. come. What did he say? What are we going to do there? It is casino, a crazy sport, sports betting. The sports bet legal. It's legal in Arizona. Let's go. All right. Is a, a was there a reason though? Or is, that, a, is that to go to the game, Harry? With you? Yeah. 
every like every Phoenix team is playing. Uh, FanDuel Fan is uh, their, their FanDuel location here in Arizona is uh, where the Suns play their home games. Suns play the Hawks next Saturday. Let's rock. It's fine. I would put it on my phone, which you should be doing anyway. Right? We don't have to. That's the whole thing about it. Easy to use, right? You get, put it right there on your phone. Yeah, but the, we go to the, the game. Stadium. The sports, the sports books right there. Oh, we I go see. to the game. You know. I see. Okay, is that this weekend they're playing? Uh, next Saturday. Next Saturday. Okay. Next Saturday. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have Wait. some weed salad dressing left, maybe I'll consider. What the hell goes on? I'll All get right. you as much as you need. <laughs> Good lord! I'd love right. to see that. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for Spaghetti, for Meatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, Degenerate Trifecta, and for <laughs> Weed Salad Dressing. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na.